0: Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard
1: Jr. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, I'm excited about our show today, man. We we got some people
2: that cares about the world like we do. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Some people trying to make a difference in the world, man. And you, and you know, that uh, sets you apart. When you start believing that you can do something to change the world and you, you actually uh, take your time and your effort and your energy and you put it towards somebody else that's you know, something that's bigger than yourself. I mean, it's just a selflessness of just giving back. And so, you know, we like to honor people that actually are doing that and making a difference because, you know, we get people that talk about it. You know, I wish this would change. I wish this would change. But you have to be the change. And these yeah. people that we have have on our show today are people that are making the change.
1: You're absolutely right, man. And just like you said, uh, we're talking about uh, giving back. And, you know, sometimes people, you know, have successful careers and do certain things, but they forget about You know, the rest of the world, it's always to great to go out and do great things. But we always have to give some of ourselves back, especially to our communities. Uh, We got to make sure that um, we are showing that we care
2: and that we are caring. Oh, yeah. I mean, like my grandfather will always tell me, I always say, when you know better, you do better. Right. Mm -hmm. But the major thing is that we all stand on the shoulders of someone else. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's we never make it by ourselves. There's always someone that, that helps us out, that that gives something to us, whether it's advice, whether it's, uh, uh, a helping hand, um, you know, something that actually helps us to get to the place that we are. And then when you forget about it and you don't give back to your community or give back to the people that supported you, then, uh, I think, you know, we put ourselves in a bad situation.
1: And you know what, uh, just like that. We always got to remember that, you know, that we have to give back. Um, I'll, We have a lot of things going on in the world today, I mean, especially with our youth. And it's always encouraging to work with our youth and show them that they are special, that uh, they can achieve anything that they put their mind to. And so we need great examples like the the guests that we have on today. You know, so they're they're going to enlighten us and, you know, they're going to let our audience know that this is how it should be done.
2: Oh, absolutely! And we're talking about giving back. We're talking about charity, and just so happens, our first guest, her name is Charity. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, that that is the perfect thing. Your parents must have known that you were going to be somebody special to give back to the world.
3: I guess so. I don't know. Oh, it's destiny for sure. Yeah, so, so
2: Charity is here in studio with me. And uh, you know, she's done so many amazing things. Her charity is, is charity for charity. Yes, it is. And uh, you know, Creative she's, name. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, she's been around the, the Temecula area for 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 a long time, and always supporting the community. She has great events. Uh, her husband owns her and her husband own a few restaurants that are, that we always go to. Yes, thank you very much in the area <laughs> that are fantastic restaurants. Uh, so these are people that are part of the community and actually you know give back, and you see it, and so you can see the difference that they make. So Charity, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. It's an honor to be here.
2: How are you doing today, Charity?
3: I'm good. JC, wish I could see you in person.
1: Well, you know, I will be back uh, uh, in uh, California in a couple of weeks. So we got a lot of great shows, big shows coming up. So I will be back in the studio and we will get an opportunity to do that. Let's you know, do so. lunch. Oh, got to, got to. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. We're going we to have to go to gourmet Italia. Yeah, absolutely. So so uh, we we got Charity. Uh, we also uh, got uh, Derek Anderson that's going to be joining us. Uh, and this, this guy, I used to watch him play all the time, an NBA superstar, superstar at Kentucky, you know. <laughs> I mean, and, and a great guy. He's doing a lot of great things. Uh, you know, so we're going to bring him on a little later. And then we got Anne Quinn Young. Wow. I'm just looking at her, her resume and the things that she's doing. I'm excited about all three of these guests. But let's get
2: started with Charity. Char- Char- <laughs> charity all right let's yeah, do charity it. yeah charity, welcome Char- to the show here
3: <laughs> thank you okay
2: so so tell us about you know your background and and uh what made you want to get started and in, and in, in helping people out like your upbring did, did your upbringing you know uh leads you to want to do stuff for other people? I would
3: say yes, um I grew up in Temecula, um in a very solid home. And um, it was a Christian home and my parents always taught me the fundamentals of life and being selfless and giving back and um, helping others out and having compassion and things. So it was definitely ingrained in me from my youth for sure.
2: Yes. I mean, as a kid, I mean, you never really know that, that what what you want to do and how you want to make your impact in the world. So, what was it as a kid that that you wanted to be when you first you know started to say maybe maybe I might go here or do this?
3: <laughs> well, I wanted to be a movie star. Oh, there we so. go.
2: <laughs> so. it's, it's always a dream. It's still time too.
3: I mean, I am betting on it. I hope so. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, no, I I think it just. I I do believe that there was something in naming me, maybe that she just ordained over me. Mm -hmm. But um, my mom likes to tell a story about when I was in elementary school and I won a popcorn party. And so I could invite (laughs) six friends at lunch to my popcorn party. So I did. Well, then I ended up later on winning another popcorn party. And in that case, I was like, well, I'll invite all the kids that didn't get invited to any popcorn parties to this popcorn party. So it's just kind of something that's been in me and um, no means to pat myself on the back. It's just like, I can't help it. I just love people and I have a heart for others that I don't know. I just can't explain.
1: Wow. <laughs> hey, Charity, tell us about the uh, charity for charity.
3: Well, it's my baby. Uh, charity for charity kind of founded me. Uh, it's an It is now a nonprofit that um, we fulfill wishes for individuals in our community with life-threatening illness or traumatic injury. But I always like to say that it doesn't stop there. Um, They become part of the Charity for Charity family. And uh, by our means of how we uh, promote and share their stories, these beneficiary stories, it opens doors for them that would not otherwise be opened. And so it's really um, bigger than just fulfilling wishes, but that's definitely how we start, (laughs) by fulfilling wishes, so...
2: Awesome. awesome, And, and now you fulfill wishes. And, you know, when Charity walks in the room, she's like, she just lights up the room. Everybody knows Aww, Charity's around there. Ray. She has the sweetest soul. And um, no, she does all these amazing, amazing events. And you see her running around before her <laughs> events, you know, just getting supporters and making sure that the events are perfect. So tell us about your your major event that you do, Stars at the Valley, because that's one of the biggest events that you do for your organization.
3: Absolutely. It's our biggest blessing for sure throughout the year. Um, that's actually how... This all this whole thing started is that um, I kind of took my love for the fantasy of Hollywood because we know that <laughs> it's not all <laughs> all that we think it is all the time. But um, my love for the fantasy of Hollywood and like my infatuation with award shows at the time and um, and then my party planning skills. I love bringing people together. I love um, integrating groups of different walks of life and just um I don't know, just finding a way that we can all have fun together. And so I kind of took the love for that and the love of that and created this event called Stars of the Valley, which was an awards event for our community with just personal awards, like just for fun, fashionista, world traveler. But what it did was it brought people to the first event because there was five people nominated in each category and then presenters. So I had seven invested people (laughs) per um, award category. But what it did was raise money for dear friends of mine that um, Dave had come down with spinal uh, cancer in his spinal cord and they had their own business and didn't have insurance. And Mm -hmm. so that was the first event that I did to raise money for them. Well, our community loved it so much. It was like a reunion from all the the um, old Temeculans that people said, well, you should do this every year. So I thought, well, I don't have any working capital, so I'll do wishes because that's stuff that maybe I can get donated to get started and. So that's kind of how it all started. Um, And now Stars of the Valley is held every February, in the beginning of February, and we've grown to 500 people. And uh, now we change our little theme up, but it's always a red carpet gala. Um, This year we did like a circus theme and... Ray and Stace were there. It was oh, yes, yeah. a fun yeah, event. You, yeah,
2: You got you got to see this thing. I mean, you talk about our little town of Temecula. You you don't really see the big Hollywood glitz and glamour. But for one night, <laughs> yeah. you get to walk the red carpet and you know you're doing something for a great cause. And so this year, this year was fantastic with the uh, with the circus and, and the whole thing. I, we, we were just thank riveted you know, at the whole time. You. So Yeah,
3: I couldn't excellent. make it in Hollywood, so I brought Hollywood to me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, hey, Charity, the yeah. Unstoppables is a team consisting of past beneficiaries who have shared their stories or perseverance. Can you provide some information regarding this team and how their stories have helped others?
3: I would love to. Uh, so there is, all of our beneficiaries are just inspiring. They all um, have the greatest attitudes. They all teach us more than we do anything for them. They teach us a lot. And um, this one weekend, God kept me up all weekend with this concept of bringing some of our, um, I don't want to say most inspiring, but for lack of a better term, most inspiring individuals that I knew could um, I could put in front of an audience and that they could make a difference. And so um, I called together six of them and said, this is my concept. I want to put a team of you together. And we go in as a team and we speak. It's motivational speaking, but it's sharing about how, you know, what they face, not necessarily, we don't dwell on what happened to them, but more how they've overcome what happened to them, how they face every day, why can they smile, how can they have a good attitude, and we share that um, through a question, kind of a panel-type setting with questions and answers, and um, and then they share, they each kind of have their own message, uh, perseverance, um, perspective, kind of reinventing yourself different um, different messages that all compile into choosing joy despite your circumstances.
1: Wow, wow. We're going to hold that thought because we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Charity and then bring on Derek. It's your life. I'm James Cooley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life
4: concerned over your income needs in retirement, left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options? Goldsmith Financial can help. For nearly 14 years, Joshua Goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence. Call Joshua Goldsmith today for a free review. 760-586- 5275. That's 760-586- 5275. Or visit goldsmithfinancial.net. Goldsmithfinancial.net. Joshua Goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial. A registered investment advisor member, FINRA, SIPC.
5: Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James
2: Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr.
1: Wow, man. Uh, We are getting a lesson learned. Charity. Who was your biggest influence uh, that led you to get extremely involved in the communities and become a very successful person?
3: That is a good question because I don't have one. Um, I feel like my parents were probably my biggest influence in totality because they they practiced what they preached as far as loving others and being kind and um, and giving. Um, I'm getting emotional.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, it's okay.
3: (laughs) But yeah, and you know, and my family, all of my family, um, it's definitely the way of my family. So, um, yeah, my family is probably my biggest influence.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. And, and and if you meet her family, you know exactly why she's so emotional. I mean, they, they are wonderful people, you know, wonderful people. So, um, no, when you're talking about being a part of the community and, you know, you are one of the few people that actually have a businesses in your community and you give back to your community. Mm-hmm. What is it like to you know be that involved in your community? And, and what does your community mean to you?
3: Well I'm honored to be able to be a part of my community. I'm very proud of Temecula Valley um, since I've grown up there since I was eight years old. Oh. <laughs> I know, And I'm not even I haven't even been there the longest but um, it's a beautiful community as you know. Um, I feel like everyone there um, if you want to be a part of it then you can be. It's just up to you and the community is what you make of it and um so I've just embraced what the community offers and, um, to be able to give back is something that, um, you know, Alex has, we, he works very hard. We work very hard, but in the businesses itself, my husband works like tireless hours. And, um, at first it was hard for him to, for that I was dedicating time to something but the business, but, um, but then he has become my biggest supporter and he through the businesses you know we support the organization and um, you know my time and food and whatever we can. Um, he's always spending money at the auction. <laughs> <And> so so, <laughs> so um, but, you know it's a blessing. The community's been great to us. We're able to have a very successful business there thanks to our community and um, supporters. We always say we have fans, not customers. Um, so you know when you're blessed, um, it's a blessing to give back and. It's definitely not why we do it, but it does. It, it feels great to be able to do it.
2: Well, awesome. Well, and talking about being blessed, uh, you know, chair, <laughs> we're going to come back to you in a little bit, but our, our next guest uh, J.C., do you, you want to tell him about this young man? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, our
1: next guest, uh, wow, I tell you, uh, just looking at his bio, and, you know, I remember watching him on TV all the time. I think I can dunk over. You, you watch him defending Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I, I think he held Michael down to about 31 games. <laughs> but our next guest yeah. is Derek Anderson, Sr. Wow. I tell you, he's out of Dawes High School. Uh, he also went to the Ohio State. Where well, yeah, I know that's going to make you mad because uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, you know to...
2: I was I was just down the street <laughs> at the at, at the Bobcats, but you know,
1: but whatever. but he <laughs> studied uh, pharmacy there. But he went to the University of Kentucky. Where wow, that's where I I first saw him at. He's he a Hall was, of Famer there. Hall you know, of Famer you there. you fame. up. I mean, he is a lot of different things: Ford Men, Power, Influence Award, a Philanthropy of the Year, Man of the Year, Jack and Jill Award. I mean, that's great in the communities, and uh, I'm excited about him telling us how all of these things led him to being the the great person that he is today. Welcome to the show, Derek. How you doing? I'm good, James. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's absolute pleasure, man! Absolute
2: pleasure. Man, so, so Derek, every, everybody knows you from from the NBA and your in your career and in, in college. Um, but I want to ask you about what shaped you as a young man and and uh, what gave you the confidence to know that you could t- achieve such levels of success and help other people.
6: Um, well, everybody has a story. I think everyone in, in I'm here can write a book. Everyone in the world, but for me was. I was faced with adversity at a young age. Uh, my dad left at 10 years old. I didn't know him really well. He was in the military and he had issues. Uh, but then I, I, at 11 years old, I came home to an empty apartment. Uh, my mother just had left, didn't even know. We were in a project housing, and I didn't see her for 20 years after that. Like Wow. Like at 11, I turned 12 that July, and it was May when she did it. And I was like, what do you do? But I had always learned to take care of myself, and, and what I did was just, I went to the first thing I went was when Dixie and asked to carry people's bags for five or ten cents, and I was a polite kid, all I did was say, hey, can I carry your bags? And I smiled.
4: Mm-hmm. I didn't
6: have a college degree, didn't have entrepreneurship, I was just nice to people. And people, I made my first $3 at age 11. I brought bread, bread and bologna and I, and I made it. And what I did was stay to other people's houses, I wore other people's clothes, but I was always the nice kid. Uh, I wound up growing up really tall and becoming uh, athletic, but people Helped me because I was nice. I had nothing to do with, you know, they saw a future in me in NBA. This is in 84 and 85, so no one saw, thought about the NBA. People just responded to people how they were as, as people like, are you a nice kid? Are you a nice person? And when I was uh, 14, I stayed with a high school girlfriend. She was 17, and uh, she got pregnant. And the next, that summer, uh, she was arrested, and I became a single dad for two years. I worked candy store routes. I went to school, got home from school, worked at a uh, candy truck till 830. On weekends, I worked in a paper route. At 17, I graduated 3.7 GPA class president, best basketball player in my city. I've never drank. I never smoked. I never sold drugs. So you don't have to go through those life-changing, altered alter things to prove that you made it. You have to do the right things. And for me, it was staying on the right path and doing the right things and treating people with kindness.
2: It turned awesome. out. All right. <laughs> awesome. And, and, you, and, you know, that is a life lesson to our audience and all the young people out there that you can make it no matter what kind of adversity that you've been put towards. If you have the drive, if you have the goodness in your heart, like like Derek talked about, he was just being nice to people and they put, they wanted to support and help him. So uh, that that's a life lesson right there to to make sure that you uh, never give up on yourself. That is
1: that is Hey Derek, tell us how did basketball formulate you into the person that you are
6: today? Well, it didn't formulate me; I formulated it. know like what that. I mean by that <laughs> was, was, I found myself in a position to utilize the gifts that I have. Everyone has a gift. Uh, like Charity, she says she's a giver, but her parents showed her love. Guess what she's doing? She's showing people love. Mm. That is a gift. You have to. You, you everybody has some kind of gift, but I realized I was like six feet in the eighth grade. I was able to dunk in middle school. So I was like, okay, well let me see what I can do. And I just, and I just absolutely, it'd be raining outside. People posted a story on Facebook. They said, we thought you were crazy when you were playing basketball in the rain. But no, I just, I knew that was a way for me to succeed in life. And it wasn't so much the NBA. It was just, I wanted to get a, a good education. If I could go to college, get a job and then build me a regular house. I was talking about building it and just live. I never thought about NBA. I never cared about millions like now. Uh, my wife last she said you just act like a normal guy I said I am i just been fortunate enough more than some other people I'm no different than anybody in this world I treat everyone the exact same way so uh, basketball was my avenue to say you know what I can utilize it to help myself to help my son and to uh, eventually help the next Derek Anderson who might be in my situation
2: Wow and you know the, the great thing about uh, you know you, you Derek is that you know you looked at it from an educational standpoint too um, mm-hmm. you know who were your influences? Like, I mean, most kids that, you know, get the chance to, to play, uh, you know, at the university of Kentucky, you know, the, the Mecca of basketball or to play in the NBA, that would be the, the end of it. But who were your influences to give you the foresight to say, you know, uh, I'm not just going to be defined by, by basketball.
6: Well, it was my school teachers. Like everyone asked me what I want to do back in the day. And they was like, what would you want to do? And I said, I want to be a school teacher because they actually helped influence me. They told me, don't fall asleep, you better than this, you can study harder. They weren't beating me down, they were uplifting. me, And I think those are good people that always show me good ways. When I needed a job, uh, the candy store guy was like, he understood my situation. It was nice people. It was the school teachers and nice people in the community. Those two are almost obsolete now where people actually get a chance to talk to each other in an environment to so where it's conducive for a child to grow mentally. Like, we're not going to all be educated the same, but mentally growth and, I, and, and my program's that we talk about is your habit. Every last one of us has a habit that controls you. Every last one of us it has every, some kind of habit that controls you. It's going to be a good habit. Like good habits are hard to break like bad habits. I'm always smiling. I'm always doing the same thing I've been doing for a year, and it's because I formulated a habit. So the teachers and the community are the people that I look up to, and that's why I gave back to the schools and I give back to my community because there's no way I could have made it without any guidance. I had no one telling me what to do and how to live. And people never even saw my mother until I saw. You
0: know,
6: people didn't tell me. My dad was 6'9", I'm 6'6", and he's walking around the city. He's never looked for me ever in my life. You know, so those type of situations, you try to to not put him in a sensitive state. You try to put him in a positive state. And I've always looked at life positive. That half glass is empty, half full. I've always thought it's always half full, and I'm almost to the top. So I've always kept a positive mindset, and that's, and, and that's why the teachers and the, and the people in the community are the most important.
1: Tell us about uh, your foundation, how you came up with the Stamina Academy.
6: Uh, I call it stamina so you don't run out of breath before you win. And that's simplicity as it can get. Just don't quit. Every day you wake up, if you find another day to get some courage and strength, you'll see a better day. Everybody, Every day is not perfect, but you're going to find another opportunity smile and I ca- I have a program that's called Program You and whatever you program yourself to do that's what you will become uh, I make sure everyone acts of kindness is, is our mainstay so you have to be nice to someone every single day for you be in my program wow. you don't need money, you don't need a degree you need to be nice to each other so my children, everybody around, they see me coming they say, oh, we gotta open the door, we gotta do this I make the kids do chores for their parents go make your ba- parents bed up Oh, I love that. Fall, doing chores. Doing something nice for your
2: parents. hold that thought for a second. Go We're going to have to go to a quick commercial break. <laughs> yeah, but when we come back, I, w- I want you to talk about that when we come back, because my kids need to hear that.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> your life. I'm James Cooley. <laughs> and this is Ray Leonard Jr.
0: <laughs> James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
7: Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching, too, to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com, putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting.
0: It's Your Life is Back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray
2: Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So, so JC, before we left, we was asking Derek and he was talking about, you know, his kids and about, about chores and things like that. Derek, can you please expound upon that <laughs> and, and how, and how that makes, uh, <laughs> makes, makes sense that everybody's giving back? Cause my kids, if you're listening, like understand that you need to be doing your chores too. <laughs>
6: (laughs) Well, I found out in the generation, even in our generation, we had to earn things. And right now we're thinking we're giving things away. What for me is if even my kids want a new pair of shoes, what did you do nice for somebody else today? If you don't have an answer, you can't get anything. It doesn't cost a dime to be kind. Like, just do something. If you just took your mom's shoes and put them up, just made somebody's bed, or gave your brother or sisters a plate to get something to eat, you have to teach them to be kind to each other, and it becomes normal. So for me, it's for every kid that wants something from me or my foundation. Show me that you've done something for somebody else that doesn't matter. You know, you don't, just regular people. And what I do is teach those guys, you get a card, and I give it to someone. So I give it to you, Ray. You have to go say, hey, just charity, say, hey, I'm buying you something. After you get something, hey, charity, here's something for you. Now pass it on. Everything is A-OK. Acts of kindness. You know, pass it her. Now she's sharing it around. Now it becomes a habit. Now everyone's okay with being nice to each other because they didn't have to pay for anything. All they had to do was be nice to each other. So kids need to be taught how to be nice to each other. We keep telling them go to school, get education. But what are we talking about now? They don't, they're don't. they not nice. They're on their phones. They don't have any common courtesy, any people skills. It's because we don't teach it. So my program teaches common courtesy, people skills, acts of kindness, and then guess what? Their lives will change because the people will hire them because they like them.
2: Preach. We are we we continuously (laughs) do, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey,
1: Derek, as a NCAA and NBA champion, wow. (laughs) Do you feel a sense of responsibility to give back, which I know you do, but uh, just tell us Mm -hmm. about that.
6: Well, here's the thing. No one has to do anything, but understand, like you said, someone planted a tree for us to get shaved. You should feel guilty not planting the tree. You should feel some kind of sense of urgency to say, you know what, I can do something that doesn't cost me anything. Just say hello, teaching someone, grabbing them, giving them a hug. You know how many times I needed a hug when I was eleven and twelve and thirteen years old, and I got it because the teacher said he's a nice person and gave me a hug. I didn't feel like I was alone in this world. I didn't feel like I was going to quit. You know, when I was a single dad and I had to work two jobs, go to school, play basketball, I had no fun. But guess what? I had fun because people gave me encouragement to say you're doing the right things. So for me was I think everyone has a sense of uh, thing of want to give back, but you should do it because your heart is pure. Don't do it for success. Don't do it for celebrity status. Don't do it, I don't even do it for money. Like like right now, I give people stuff. Right like I give my book out to people so they can read it, and they say, well man, how much does it cost? I said just read it and share it with somebody. Mm. Like that matters. This can save a kid's life. So I don't want to put pressure on people saying they need to do something, but I think they they should understand that somebody helped them out. Just help the next person. It's like we said, pass the card, pass kindness along, and watch it continue to grow. And for me, I think if you show, if you tell someone that you love them today, I feel like you become immortal because someone else is is living off the love that you've given them.
2: Man, that that is, that is phenomenal. And, and, and talking about you know being the person that that gives back and and, and having that strength, and courage to to help others. Um, you know, Derek, we appreciate that, and I, I want you to hang around for a little bit. But I, I want to bring in our next guest. I want to bring in Ann Quinn. Uh, Anne Quinn Young, uh, Anne is a phenomenal person and she is the marketing communications director for the multiple myeloma foundation. Yes, I said it and it came out multiple myeloma foundation. I think I said it, uh, right, research foundation. And, uh, you know, Anne is, uh, she graduated, uh, cum laude from, uh, from Dartmouth and she have a master's from, um, from Columbia University. So she is an intelligent person, and, and, is, <laughs> and is giving back in, in a big way. So, Anne, welcome to the uh, to the show.
8: Thank you so much. It really is such a pleasure, and and honestly, Charity and and Derek as well. It's it's such an honor to be with both of you. I'm so inspired just listening over the last half hour. It's amazing.
1: Wow, Anne, can you tell us a little bit about your background in marketing and communications?
8: Sure. So, I've worked in healthcare communications for almost 25 years, predominantly in the communication side. I started my career raising awareness about important diseases, anxiety, different anxiety disorders, depression, women's health, arthritis, but I was always working on the for profit side. And we always worked with nonprofit partners. And I knew at that point, at some time, I wanted to switch over to the nonprofits. But what I saw was they were run by passionate patients. But they had zero business background. Mm. Um, so when I had the opportunity to come to the Multimodular Research Foundation, which was founded by a patient who has an MBA, who was a senior executive at a pharma company, I thought, wow, this is, this is a, a nonprofit that is going to have tremendous impact because it's run like a business. And that was 18 years ago. Wow.
2: Uh, and, and so I, I know a lot of our audience may not know what uh, the multiple myeloma is. Uh, could, could you tell us a little bit about, you know, what it is and what the uh, the organization does uh, you know, for research purposes?
8: Sure. So multiple myeloma is a blood cancer. It's actually the second most common blood cancer, even though it's fairly uncommon. And it's a cancer of the plasma cells. And a plasma cell is a white blood cell, one of the the blood cells that fights off infection, and it produces antibodies. The problem is, you know, plasma cells are fantastic. They help us fight off infection, which is particularly important right now. Mm. Um, but in multiple myeloma, they're bad. They're malignant. And they, they grow in your, your, your bone marrow. So what they end up doing is completely eating away at your bones and also crowding out all the healthy blood cells. So what happens is um, patients often have low blood counts. They're anemic. They're tired. They're prone to infections, And then they break their bones. Um, and they have a tremendous amounts of bone pain. Um, so and you, you hear this, and it's, it sounds like a lot of other diseases. So particularly in older people, it's often misdiagnosed as arthritis or something else. Um, but it's, it's a, it, 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 we've come a long way. There's been tremendous progress, um, but it's still an incurable disease. So we were founded by that same patient, Kathy Giustine, our twin sister, 22 years ago. At that time, when Kathy was diagnosed, there had been no new innovation in 30 years. She was 37. She had a year and a half year old daughter, and she was told, "You have three years to live. Mm. Go pack your bags. You know, retire. Go pack your bags, and you're done." Well, she she was not one to take that and said, "You know what? It, you know, even if I can make it four or five years, so my daughter remembers me." I am going to do everything I possibly can to extend my life and the lives of all of these other patients who have seen nothing happen in 30 years. Again, that was 22 years ago. Since then, there have been 13 new drugs approved. Patients are living three times as long. It's a completely different disease.
2: Well, I I spent time with with, with Paul and Kathy, so I I know Kathy was not going to just say, I'm just going to lay down. (laughs) She is not that kind of person. (laughs) No,
8: no, no, you know, you know that.
2: Yeah. So so what is it like working you know, with the organization where the founder has actually gone through uh, the disease?
8: It, it, it's not always easy, be, um, but it, it gives you a daily reminder of what it's like. Um, and in my position, I have it's, it's truly the blessing of um, my responsibility is to communicate everything that we do with the entire community. That means on a daily basis, I can talk with patients and caregivers, celebrities like your dad, (laughs) um, pharma company leaders, world-renowned researchers, doctors, FDA, National Cancer Institute, the list goes on and on and on. So I have a a really unique perspective in terms of the entire ecosystem. Um, But what is most important is what I saw Kathy go through, and just for everyone, she's doing extraordinarily well she is um, a rarity in this cancer for how long she's lived. Um, but I've had the the absolute honor of knowing dozens and dozens of patients, many of whom haven't made it. And it teaches you a lot. It teaches you that this is someone's life. So this is no longer, as you might imagine, it's not just a job because patients are patients 24-7. And I'm sometimes talking with them in the evening, during the weekend, and it, it just gives you a perspective, I think, that's larger than just serving the multiple myeloma community. It teaches you just how precious life is and how unexpected. One day you, you receive a diagnosis and it turns your life upside down.
1: Wow. You know, I tell you, um, is there a certain group that has a higher percentage of, of, of this disease?
8: It, there is. So um, the. Most patients are diagnosed in their 60s and 70s, so um, you you see a lot of older patients. It's more men than women, and then blacks have twice the risk of developing myeloma than any other disease group. So you have a number of you know under traditionally underserved populations, and I think when you compare it to other diseases where you have like breast cancer, or HIV, where there's younger you know activist patients or or parents of, of um, kids who have type 1 diabetes or childhood cancers who are really active and vocal, you know, we really didn't have that. So I think, unfortunately, those, that's one reason why there hadn't been a lot of innovation in the field. Um, but we are committed to curing each and every patient. We believe very, very strongly. It doesn't matter where you're treated, where you grew up, you know, anything about you, we believe every single patient. And what we're doing should benefit every single
1: patient. Wow. Man. You know, we're going to take a station oh, break. but We're going to come back. We're going to come back and <laughs> continue our discussion <laughs> with Ann. And then we're going to bring uh, Charity and Derek back on. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Little Jr.
0: James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life.
4: concerned over your income needs in retirement left an old 401k at your old employer and considering your options goldsmith financial can help for nearly 14 years joshua goldsmith has been helping investors towards attaining financial independence call joshua goldsmith today for a free review 760-586-5275 that's 760-586-5275 or visit goldsmithfinancial.net goldsmithfinancial.net joshua goldsmith is a registered representative with securities and advisory services offered through lpl financial a registered investment advisor member finra SIPC.
5: on Amazon and everywhere books are sold.
0: It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley
2: and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Hey, JC, so... You know, in any great organization or or, or shows like like we have, you know, you have to have support. So I want to first thank our our sponsor, uh, Goldsmith Financial, um, for for being a part of this and making sure that this this show keeps coming back out to all of our audience. And, uh, you know, on on that note, I also want to ask each of the guests, because this is the lightning round. So how the lightning round <laughs> works, we ask one question and then each of you have a chance to answer it. We ask that you kind of try to keep it to 30 seconds to a minute with your answer so we can get to the next question, but it's going to come quick and fast. So, uh, my first question is with everything that's going on with this pandemic, uh, of course, it makes it tougher for organizations to, to gain uh, support. So um, let's start with uh, Charity first. Charity, what are you guys doing with your organization to you? I know you really can't have events right now, right. <laughs> but uh, what are you doing with your organization to make sure that you still get, get the support you need to help others?
3: I would say that we are very fortunate because we just came off our big event in February Mm. right before before everything changed. And um, prayerfully, we'll be able to do our next event in February. Hopefully, that's far enough out. Um, But I am always um, taken by the amount of blessings. I call them like little Jesus kisses that we get, (laughs) checks that show up in the mail, and um, and we have our, we have a $10,000 day coming up every year. We do it in September and I run around town collecting a hundred dollars from people. Oh, I I see her run around. 10, 10. She
2: posted the whole thing that she's going yes.
3: to. <laughs> I stop it. Whoever's willing to give me a hundred dollars all day long until I reach $10,000. So I can still do that, thankfully. And um, yeah, so we've just been blessed, you know, smile.amazon.com is good to us. We get a check every month from that. And, um, yeah, so fortunately, so far we haven't been too affected by it. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens in February. <laughs> Excellent.
6: Excellent. And What about you, Derek? Uh, well, I take kids around. I pick them up. Uh, we have a van, and, and we give them masks and whatnot. But we haven't cleaned up the community. Uh, some kids aren't for, aren't able to get computers and Chromebooks for their schoolwork, so we make we help those kids out and get them. Uh, iPads and stuff so they can do their schoolwork at home, and we take them to Killing clean the community up, sweet. Just things that we don't have to be around each other, but they still make a, a, a difference in their community.
2: Excellent. Excellent. And, and what about you, Ann?
8: Yeah, we've been, it's, we've been hit hard because we do dozens and dozens of live fundraising events, live educational programs, and we've had to go all virtual. And as a disease that's incurable, we don't have an endowment. So every year, come January 1, we start from zero and start fundraising again. So we have, and I think before this hit, we had done one event. So we do have a big event coming October 13th. It's the same one where we honored your dad a few years ago. Um, And instead of, the, the good thing about it is it was in Chicago, so you could only have 500 people in a ballroom in Chicago. Now we can have thousands and thousands of people listen to the event. It no longer has to be regional. Um, but it's hard because you know people like to gather, and there's you know inspiration that, that comes from from that, and and people are more likely, I think, to support in those types of situations. So it has been tough. But join us October thirteenth.
2: Yeah. So good. So October thirteenth is that going to be like a, like a, ter- a telethon, like Jerry Lewis thing, or?
8: <laughs> um, well, sort of. You know, what one thing we've learned is that you know, as opposed to the event that you were, it was kind of like light entertainment. Now we. have Focus much more on content and really helping people understand what we do and why we're different, why we're going to cure this disease. So it's a little bit of a different format than the live one, but it'll be quick. I mean, one thing I think we've all seen from probably sitting on these is they can get boring. So we have, you know, a very short program, short speeches, some video, and then, yeah, we're trying to raise money. Perfect,
1: perfect.
2: Okay, I got a question. Go ahead, ahead, JC.
1: You know, and I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I'm gonna make them think a little bit. Describe one word that describes how you live your life today, and why. Let's start with Derek.
6: Love. It con that heals everything. It conquers everything. It's the end of all. Love is always what I want to be about. And love is what I've learned to live by.
2: See, that's a beautiful lesson I that, learned. That. I learned that from Radio Raheem. Love, <laughs> love conquers hate. <laughs> Charity.
3: Okay. I'd say joy. Um, that's what my beneficiaries have taught me, um, that, you know, we get to choose our perspective every day. And so if we choose to be happy, then we can be happy. And if we choose not to, then we won't be. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and
8: purpose. Uh, I, you know, and I, I think that both Charity and Derek touched upon this as well. And I love the joy uh um, you know, I love your two and love as well, but purpose, you know, we only have a certain amount of time here and I think to do everything we can to make the world a better place, we should all feel that responsibility.
6: Absolutely.
2: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, you know, we, we, we talk about, you know, uh, you know, purpose and love and joy and, and, and being positive, um, but sometimes that that can be a little tough, especially you know when, when you're when you run an organization or your, your organization is to help other people that may be at some of the, their lowest points in life. How do you keep yourself motivated? Um, you know, when when you're working with people that are, are sometimes at the at the lowest points in their lives and struggling, how do you keep yourself motivated to, to continuously push forward? Uh, let's start with Ann on that.
8: It, it, I can tell you, it's not easy, and and I again, I don't think I was prepared for what I was going to walk into 18 years ago. Skill-wise, it was fine. i have been working, you know, in, in, the, in the field for a long time. I was not ready to be working so closely with someone that could get so sick and to be around so many people that I grew to care for deeply that, you know, would, would face these unbelievable struggles and sometimes pass away. So, you know, to me, it's just about life lessons. It's about appreciating what I have personally and it's about uh, again living with purpose, whether it's professionally, whether it's personally.
2: Mm. Oh. Uh, charity.
8: Um,
3: I've faced losing beneficiaries as well because we're we're not a specific um, disease, but we are life-threatening illnesses or traumatic injury, and we've had seven losses that have been very very hard because our beneficiaries become family, and um, we stay in their lives as long as they'll allow us. And so, um, you know, but when I think about, you know, Tristan stands out in my mind. He was a 16-year-old with leukemia. And that boy, no matter the struggle, he had an amazing attitude, and he just never turned any of this struggle onto himself. And I think that the more selfless we can be, the better humans we become. And and so that's what I think. It's just being selfless and and looking at others that I've overcome to be inspiring to you.
6: Well, how about you, Derek? Uh, I was uh, actually a witness of wanting to give up so much in my early life. Um, so when I deal with it and see it, I usually just share my journey, tell them what I went through so they're not alone, um, and just open myself up, open myself up to the things that they go through. And then when you have a conversation, they'll realize, like, hey, I'm not as bad as you. They got cell phones and they don't have anything to eat. Mm. You know, sometimes we put our priorities in bad places. So I try to rewind that. Tell them to get rid of that phone and save up $1,000 to get your car, get your place to live. And, you know, you just teach them life skills. And so for me, when I still, a lot of people go through things. I just sit down and have a one on one conversation. And sometimes, like Ann said, it's very heartbreaking because some people can't, can't grasp it. And what I do is you try to motivate them with kindness. And sometimes you can't save the world. What you do is you try to help them. And sometimes you have to let that, that you know, that butterfly, let it fly and see what happens. But just knowing that they can always come back and have a conversation, that you'll always be authentic with them. Um, I found that to be really, really true. That people go through it, they'll get mad at you. They'll come back because they realize you really meant it from their heart. So mm-hmm. I usually just kind of open myself up to, to to a friendship with them and see if I can help out that way. But you're always going to go through those issues. You're always going to have hard times but if any one of you guys had an issue and you felt like you could call me, you'd be like, he would understand because he's been there. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes us all feel like we're we're, we're
2: good people to each other because we don't mind sharing who we are. Hey, JC, the, the, our guests have inspired me to to want to get out even more right now. I mean, <laughs> I, I've been cooped up like everybody else has, and I, I want to get back on the road and talk talk to people and encourage people to be better. Um, but we we got to make sure that, that everybody knows where they can find and they can support our guests, too. So um, you want to start Charity and tell them where they can find uh, more about your organization, how they can support?
8: Sure.
3: Charity for, F-O-R, charity.org. And we are all over social media and through the Unstoppables Motivate as well.
2: Excellent. Uh, how about you, Anne?
8: Yeah, so so uh, same. We're all over all social media and our, our website. Uh, our website can either be multiplemyeloma.org or the mmrf.org, and you can find us, again, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, either uh, at the MMRF or just type in Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation. So and, thank you. And
2: your event was, was October 13th?
8: October 13th, yep.
2: All right. Looking forward to it. All right, now
6: how about uh, you, Derek? Uh, you go to the staminafd.com, the Stamina Foundation, the staminafd.com. Um, you see what we're doing. We're always motivating and encouraging people to be to let
1: everybody know everything is a okay. Wow, Ray, this has been a fantastic show. Man, when we're having good discussions like this, we want to continue to go on and on and on and continue to educate our folks. But um, I want to thank each and every one of our guests uh, for being here, taking the time to come on our show. I want to thank our listening audience. And keep in mind that we are always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message. You know, so... um, you know, continue to stay safe, stay focused, and learn to give back. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. And this
2: is Ray Leonard Jr. See you week. next week.
4: Same Thank time, you. same you. station. Peace. I-
2: join james and
0: ray next week at this same time for more it's your life where you'll learn how to dream big think big and be big for more about james cooley and ray leonard jr how you can support the show or become a guest visit cooleyfoundation.org come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you
6: can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow